Welcome to the Three to Our Way podcast, a weekly one-hour conversation about sports, television, film, music, and current events. Real live, no sights. Hosted by childhood friends Sherm the Barber, Substantial, and Jay Cash. Three to Our Way is as humorous as it is informative. We bring our odd perspectives on odd stories to you via YouTube and all podcast platforms. Our weekly show is pre-recorded, but you can catch us live on the first Sunday of every month. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now let's get to it. What it is, what it do, how you be. Welcome back to another episode of 3 to Highway Podcast. The hell is this dude doing? I'm the barber. I don't know what the guy at the bottom of the screen is doing. I don't know what show he's a part of, but apparently uh substantial is uh is is, is in another world. What up, man? And we got uh, also let me not forget big J Cash in the building. How y'all big fellas big? doing? Big J Cash. I like that. Right. Why why he get why he get big? Hey man, I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) You know, I was like, I I get the big substantial. You know what I'm saying? Maybe my name was enough by itself. There you go, man. There you go. You already got a moniker, right? There you go. Yeah. How y'all feeling, man? I'm good. Oh man, I am good. I hope you all are good as well. How how were your weekends? Excellence, wonderful. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Oh, oh, wait. Before we go any further, before you all go any further, please don't forget to like and subscribe. And also, if you want to uh, support further, uh, you can also visit our Patreon account at patreon.com. And yeah, now on to the shenanigans. So, um, anybody, anybody got anything special? Because uh, b- b- before I go, because I'm probably going to talk for a second, because I had a pretty awesome Sunday. You got beer? I do. You do. I'm have going first for the uh, for the for the for the intro. Yes, sir. All right. So, so first of all, my weekend was fucking awesome because it was 60 degrees today here in the DMV, and I got to ride my interdimensional. Warp machine, aka my bicycle. Fucking awesome. I did uh 27 plus miles today down in um Indian Head, uh Maryland at the, the Indian Head Rail Trail. I love it. It's a straight um uh it's a straight up and back trail. Uh and I found a new I, I'm not gonna do this all the time, but uh I I found the brass tap, which is kind of on my way out of the uh my bike trip. So that is the, a black owned uh, bar and uh, restaurant. I, I, it's, it's got, I forgot what you call it when it's a, cause it's not a brewery, but they got a bunch of beers and I forgot what you call it. That's why I paused for a second. But I found a black, a, a different black is beautiful this time. So I went to a black business and found a black beer, which is fucking awesome. So I burnt myself. So I'm super generic today. Nothing, <laughs> nothing special. Like what nothing the fuck special. Is that? Huh? Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's not serious right now. You got it's an old up, mason man. jaw. So and put some liquid in that bitch. Huh? You got an old mason jaw and put some liquid <laughs> in that bitch. That is a growler. Is what is it is correctly referred to as, and that's how you get your beer to go when you go to. 
a restaurant that serves a lot of different types of craft beers, my friend. So yeah, I got this. Uh, this restaurant got four walls. Yeah, man, it's a nice <laughs> restaurant, man. Apparently, it has good food. <laughs> what a label is that? You ain't got <laughs> exactly. Kevin right. really said moonshine. <laughs> it was at the harbor. It was at the National Harbor. First of all, let me get to my damn beer, man. This this dude, shut up, man. Let me get to my beer. So I got the black is beautiful. This is a black IPA, which is a pretty, which is a pretty interesting taste. It's um, so it's kind of it's an IPA, which is and, and uh, it's it's I don't know if it's a stout mixed with it, but it tastes like a stout and an IPA mixed together. And it's it's fantastic. It's got like a lot of caramel notes. And then you got a lot like it's like these uh, these fruity under undertones from the uh from the IPA. Like it's it's a really it's a really interesting taste experience. I like it. I like it. So yeah that's uh but it has no label on it and the nah. restaurant ain't got no doors. It has, a, it has a label at the restaurant on the on the uh on the spout, man. How you walk up with that joint? Man? In my hand, like you a sure? little store, man. Look like yeah. I had a look, look like I was carrying the thirty two out, man. You sure nobody walked you in the park a lot and popped the trunk or something like that? <laughs> it got no labels on it. <laughs> what did you do for this weekend, man? What 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 interesting did you do, man? I went skiing, to be honest with you now. How about you that? Skating. skiing, bro. I got my skiing. ski on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which yeah, one? Just some Poconos or something? Uh, Pennsylvania. I don't know where I was. I was there for the ride. Have fun, though. That's good, man. Have fun, though. Yeah, I know. So, uh, Stan. That's what's up. If you're not buying alcohol out the back of somebody's trunk or skiing, mm. what you do? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> this <laughs> So I'm trying to support black businesses, and here you go. Oh man! I mean, it's I want to support black. I want to support black, black businesses too, but they got to have a label on this shit. Damn! <laughs> it's a growler. It's a to-go container, and it's the it's the um it's actually so they have two different types of growler. I opted out of the second growler because I did not want to pay the substantial price. Substantial. That came up, that came along with said growler. Oh, so that is why I have the generic growler ass hat. So, one they sell out the back of a U Haul, the other they sell out the back of a trunk. That's <laughs> you opted for the one out the back of the trunk. Man, what did you do this weekend? Man? <laughs> yeah, man, my, my weekend was good, just uh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> chill with the family, work on music. You know what I mean. The usual. Um, I guess the oh, and uh, caught up with the family and, and why. Uh, but yeah, man, I probably uh, yeah, yeah, in New York. I didn't go to New York, but like oh, okay. um, Shell does biweekly family meetings uh with the family up there, and so you know that's always dope. How they doing, man? How, Yo, how they, they're all right, man. Um, mom's doing okay. Uh, uh, say again. Mom's doing okay. Yeah, Shell Moms is good. Shell Moms is down here. Um, she did have a, a little, like a mild uh, little situation this weekend, but she good. Um, and the family's dealing with a tough situation. I ain't gonna put everybody business out there like that, but like there's some tough stuff going on in New York right now with some of the family. So, gotcha. um, you know, everybody doing the best they can with what they got. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on a music note, uh, stuff is definitely on the up and up. Just, um, you know, been we've been kind of dealing with the situation with uh, PUBG Mobile, um, where uh, I did a song for that game, and um, it came out like four days ago in the joint. The joint has been going viral, man. It's over 15 million views so far. Yeah, right. um, it was yeah. like the song, man. Good job. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting, you know, doing that type of stuff um, because it's very much like being put in a box working mm-hmm. on that type of stuff because, you know, you're, you're limited in terms of, like, you know, what you can talk about and and like and what words you can use to talk about what you're doing based on the game and based on who the song is targeting and then sometimes based on where the the company is from too you know what i mean so like um that's something i know the film industry deals with a lot when they're working with chinese theaters and the chinese government and stuff so uh so yeah it's been a really interesting joint the downside of the situation is these these dudes didn't put me in the credit so that was kind of lame but uh yeah so we, that? um yeah we're trying to get it resolved we just think it's some fluke stuff hopefully um so hopefully yeah. it'll be resolved in the next couple days um because you know with the i mean put it to put it in perspective the video has oh, like 15.1 million views right now to put it in perspective that's half the number of views that bruno mars and anderson pack have okay and this video came out four days ago so you know that's a big deal and for i mean for people who don't understand how this works like me my name being in there and being visible when people uh come to see the video that can do a lot for a person career so um definitely hoping they fix it before the hype down dies down while it's still viral so fingers crossed shout out to the fans who've been been real vocal in the comments letting everybody know and answering the questions because people keep asking who's the person on the song and what the song is called so like you know it's a good sign man people like it but uh but yeah shout out to everybody in the comments though uh we got early bird up in here ice killers up in here what up, what up? this is also up in here um ice killer want to know where he could find the video if you just search uh uh um pub uh pub mobile the growth if you search that it's the first video that comes up um but yeah but yeah man that that's it you know what i mean so yeah let's get into it let's do it um, first up the bat tonight <clears throat> yes sir and first up we got some music this week we got oh some pretty yeah damn good music this week too mm-hmm. the homie chica First and foremost, released an EP called Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. which is pretty damn dope. I have not looked anything up about it as far as uh, what the inspiration was. Apparently, obviously, well, not obviously, because you don't know anything about, about the track listing, but it is uh, the concept is fairy tales and the absence of color in fairy tales. Um, the standout tracks to me, and I'm gonna keep it in uh classic three to eye way fashion. And uh, it, it's a short EP, so it it's not uh, it wasn't really uh, really that difficult choosing five songs from this particular EP. But Fairy Tales is my absolute favorite. That is uh, a, a song featuring BJ the Chicago Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it is super dope. It's got that, uh, it's it's definitely got that Chicago feel to it. She's a, she's from Alabama, but 
Um, yeah. I guess uh, she was heavily influenced by BJ on this attempt, but it's a really dope song. Um, the next standout track is Cinderella Part One, and I love that joint. It's uh, you know, obviously she flipped Cinderella on his head, and it's like it is, it's it's like just because it's us, it's it's so much doper than the regular Cinderella story. Like I'm, you know, I'm obviously biased, but I'm gonna just go ahead and go with that. Uh, the last one, uh, the standout would be Hickory Dickory. Uh, and all of these songs are, they definitely are about the uh, fairy tale that they are named after. Um, well, of course, the first one isn't called uh, named after fa a fairy tale, but it's called Fairy Tales. And it um, addresses the lack of, like, like I said, color in, the, uh, in, in fairy tales. Um, but they, she flips them on the head, like Hickory Dickory is kind of like, it talks about her, her, it being her time, uh, and how she's hustled and in order for it to be her time, and she's going to take advantage of it being her time. Um, have either one of you heard this project yet by any chance? Uh -huh. No, nah, I haven't heard it yet, but she's she's amazing. Her last project was fire. The single she dropped prior to that was fire. She she kills everything I, I've heard her on. Uh, her uh, the tiny desk joint she did fire. Yeah, so she's you know. just as dope a singer as she is a, a, yes. a, a an MC as well. Yes, and she got great production as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's already in the queue, man. It's. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Unfortunately, you can't. You might not be able to listen to it with Dezu, but I think Serenity would enjoy it because it's got a little bit of language to it. Right, right, right. But it, you definitely got to let Serenity hear. Like she, she, especially Cinderella, she'll love that joint. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, it's it's you know, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna you know put it in rotation this week for sure, man. We um, I would you know I would say, man, I think. I, it hit me the other day why I've been falling so behind on music, and it's because yo we we don't drive that often. Like I think we mm. over here we probably go out, yep. like maybe twice a week. We we do go out to walk and different things like that and get around the neighborhood that way. But like, I mean, yeah, like probably twice a week driving, and that's where like I listen to probably eighty to ninety percent of the music I will listen to in the past is like in the car. So um in the house I'm working on music. So yeah, we uh we definitely gotta get caught up on her stuff because she fired. Yeah, she is super dope. Super yeah. dope. But the uh next project I heard this weekend was Soul Glow by my man Uno Hype, uh, mm -hmm. a local artist from Gaithersburg, Maryland. And this project i've been waiting for this joint because um we did a uh i forgot what episode it was but we actually talked about some of his singles mm -hmm. um before that's the dude i was talking about oh okay uno hype yeah mm -hmm. we talked about him before it was before january because i remember saying that his that soul glow was supposed to be out in january but obviously right. got pushed back uh just got released last week uh what is release day tuesday right yeah. um, well, some sometimes sometimes it's uh fridays okay you know, fridays, so, yeah, is fridays nowadays so either tuesday or friday of last week it was released and this shit is absolutely fire like so i listened i was i was in anticipation 
but I was somewhat skeptical approaching this album because after I heard the uh, the singles and after I heard his concept and idea behind this album, I was interested to see what kind of artist he was prior to this. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of he was kind of regular. He wasn't bad, but he was just he was just regular, just just a just a regular rapper. Right. So, but this project was a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Um, it has, I don't have it up in my face right now, um, but it has 14 songs on it. My mm-hmm. favorite tracks on it are the the title track, Soul Glow, um, Color Me, and Elevate. Soul mm-hmm. Glow is like on some, like this shit hard, like some easy E, like some like some ice cube shit, like the beat, the beat hard, hard, like the shit, right. the shit crazy. Um, <laughs> and then uh like the, the hook is just it, it's like it's just a chant, just to let your soul glow, nigga. And it's just oh man, I wrote I wrote <laughs> to that shit. All right. I wrote to that uh to that album today, and when that song came on, like I was I was kind of chilling, and that shit came on and the beat hit. And then the nigga hit this, let your soul glow, nigga. Oh, oh my God. I hit I hit like four, 40th gear. I hit a 40th gear out there, man. <laughs> that shit is so, oh man. Yeah, it is. So it's this is a it's a really introspective album. Um, it's kind of I kind I kind of feel like it's on the, the, the emo side, if I'm correcting and referring to it as such. Like it's a it's definitely a really emotional album. It's not any, I wouldn't say it's any upbeat songs on there there are songs about relationships um you know of course from his perspective but yeah it's not it's definitely got some trunk bangers but they're there it's like dark trunk bangers so i definitely definitely uh recommend this album he's got a um a visual on youtube also um it's about it's like 10 like 10 and a half minutes long um and it's like just showing just showing where he's from and it's just it's it's really it's really interesting. It's kind of it's kind of abstracty a little bit, but yeah, I really really recommend this project, man. I I I actually enjoyed this more. I guess I was kind of biased because I was anticipating this joint, but I enjoyed this more than the Chica project. So yeah, I was going to ask you which one would you recommend listening to first, and then you just answered that. Well, I would say listen to Chica first because it's less songs. Okay. And yeah, I like I said, I think I think the uh Uno hype hits harder. So I I'd I'd finish off with Uno hype. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure neither one of you you have heard those albums. Have I'm gonna listen to it tonight. No, I'm lying. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. I'm gonna still party tomorrow. Yeah. As I'm as I'm commuting, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. All right, well, the only joint I heard this weekend, uh, shout out to um Pismo and uh Marcus D. I heard their joint, you know what I mean? But um outside of that, yeah, I haven't listened to a whole lot of music this week. I weekend. did listen to that project. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I might just uh if I get a if I get a workout in the night. I might throw it on in the background. Oh man, put Soul Glow on first, man. You'll throw your weights through the ceiling, dog. <laughs> I bet. I bet. promise you will, man. I bet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold up. Before before I get into uh, See you uh rapping. Snowfall, 
I'm ripping. Yeah, son. This yeah, is the good one. For those that don't know, this is uh one of our room. friends, Larry. Um, I don't I forgot his last name, but uh Lawrence Toygui. Lawrence Toygui. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I won't try that. I wasn't gonna try that, but go ahead. Uh, toy gui. Not that toy. A toy gui, okay. Boom, there it is. Yeah, real good homie from back in the day, real yeah, dope bro. artist. Uh, he's got a collab with uh with the good champion, champion. and mm -hmm. he actually has his own portion. I don't know how to refer to it of Sesame Street, like he has his own. When when you look at the label for a Sesame Street shit, it says Sesame something else. So mm -hmm. he's he's fucking awesome. Larry's fucking awesome. So yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to him, man. We were on uh we caught up with him last weekend. I think that same day um that uh you reached out asking for his info. And um, yeah, man, we were on there. We were just catching up for like four hours, dude. Yeah, that's the homie, man. Natural. Yeah, you know your father now too, man. Got a little girl. Oh yeah, well. yeah man. Yep. Okay. Part of the brotherhood of fatherhood. Yeah. You know <laughs> Yeah, in the comments, man, let us know what y'all been listening to. You know what I mean? Definitely, I'm, I know it's a lot of music out there. I'm sure we we missing something, but uh, yeah, right. Which just you came through. It also just came through. One of the goats just won his Grammy. Oh for, yeah, uh, for uh, um, King's Disease. That's what's up. That's, that's, that. that's his first Grammy too, right? First Grammy dog. First that's Grammy. crazy. Crazy. Oh, damn time. I don't yeah, know. Man. It's crazy, but at the same time, it's a perfect ending to. Well, I won't say ending because the man ain't done. You know what I mean? But to mm -hmm. be as old as he is to win a Grammy, that's saying something. So, especially in hip hop, because Damn yeah, right. definitely you, um, when you hit a certain age in hip hop, you start to get written off. So, um, yeah, pretty it, much. It, it's dope to see you know him maintain his relevance and um and stay superior with the pen. You know what I mean? He he forever one of the greatest. And I think, you know, he definitely got, uh, he, like, regardless of how many Grammys he got, I think most people can safely say that he got, like, arguably the greatest album in hip-hop history. And it ain't too many people who who can kind of share that crown with him. You know what I mean? Well, it's very no, short list of people who will be up there. So congrats to Nas. But, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely going to watch the rest of the Grammys uh, after the show. You know what I mean? After the show, for those of you watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but y'all go ahead. Right. Right. Man, my part is already done. Shit. Nas right. got a Grammy. I don't need to watch no more. Right. right. That's all I need to hear. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So on Snowfall. Yes. Let's get that queued up. Uh, so, um, Ricky Ross. This week's episode was uh, a slower one. Well, no, no. This week's episode was not a slow one. I was about to say. <laughs> um, I feel like what's going on in this uh, season is they're focusing a lot on the collateral damage <clears throat> because you got the this episode, the past episode, you had what is what is to be understood as man boy's niece. You got Wanda. Um, who else was collateral damage? Like it's been. They've oh um you've got the uh the the people who own the store that Franklin uh finessed out of their store. Um so it's like it's showing the collateral damage of oh oh and then you got Oso's family who suffered behind what Oso is doing. So it's they're they're focusing a lot on this, and it's like I said, this last episode 
Poor Wanda. All Wanda trying to do is get high. And now all of a sudden, Wanda shot up in the street. This shit is like this this season is crazy, man. I don't know. I, I like they they're they're not funneling it in yet to, to really let you know what is about to happen because it's like a it's just a clusterfuck. Like shit's going bad. Like you got Scully after Franklin and Leon. <clears throat> now you're gonna have Man Boy after Leon, and who knows how that's gonna end up with between um Franklin and Leon. Like, yo, this shit. This shit is crazy, man. But um, yes, they're 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 setting up some puzzle pieces for for something for something really for something really outrageous. I feel, man. Well, what would you think about the episode, Stan? Oh yeah, man, it was great. Um, shout out to uh, Leon for having arguably the best afro on television. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, he he might be taking some L's in other ways, but he is uh, he's definitely winning the best afro wig, arguably in history <laughs> on television. So uh, shout out to him, salute to him. Um, yeah, man, no, it was is definitely. I love the fact that they they are showing the collateral damage it's it's easy to get lost in these shows and kind of focus on the money and focus on the glitz and all of that and so i love shows um and films that that show you give you a um like uh give you the full scope you know what i mean like to help you understand that okay yes there is a lot of money involved in this right but now look over here at his pops his pops is trying to do good work but because people are trying to to get at um at franklin because they're trying to get at him they're going to try to go through his pops and potentially damage the good work his father's doing to ultimately get to him you know what i mean so it's just so much there's so many different people who are directly and indirectly affected and then of course Y'all already know y'all watching three to our way. So we give a damn about a spoiler. <laughs> you know, if you see it in the title, you know, we're going to spoil some shit. So, of course, the biggest collateral damage or some of the biggest collateral damage I think we've seen in the show, um, of course, are the babies. You know what I mean? The kids who get killed. Yeah. And, um, and now we've seen a few. I mean, we what? We've seen three kids this season. Um, at least been uh, or no one one this season, but two are missing right now when they were missing. And now they're with the sister or something. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, it's just uh, I mean, they technically are orphans, so they did take um take the L's too, and so yeah, man, it's uh, man, it's 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 heavy, it's heavy to see, and um, but it's it they do a great job, um, you know, um, uh, I'm sure you're gonna jump into the video you've seen um too, Sharon, but Cash, what did you think? Um, so I haven't seen this last episode. Um, yeah, man, I ain't seen it. I ain't gonna ever sit up here and try to front like, oh no, it was good. No, I ain't see that shit. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it all the way real. But I do find that clip that was sent to uh, our text thread kind of interesting. I want to know how y'all felt about that. I mean, I was. Uh, I mean, Sharon, go ahead. You sent it first. So. I didn't feel no kind of way about it. Um, when I heard the way this dude talks, he sounds like the disgruntled ex-dope man who wants his just dues. He wants his propers for being the dope man that he was and having the 
the quote unquote accolade that he has for introducing crack into the game. So he's just really like he's just out here butthurt because ain't nobody saying, yeah, we had Rick Ross sitting right here beside us. And this is an accurate depiction. Like, first of all, he called it a fairy tale. He they, So he was on first and first of all, he was on a podcast with Lord Jamar and Godfrey. And Rod Digger. Who? Oh, that was Rod Digger. OK, I was wondering who that was. Yeah, yeah Godfrey and Rod Digger. Yep. So two people who I three people who I have respect for. I cannot say that I respect everything that they do, but be, I have respect for them in their crafts. Godfrey is a comedian. I think he's pretty decent. And of course, I love Brand Nubian and Rod Digger. I, you know, she I didn't hear I, I wasn't really paying much attention to what she had to say. I was I, I not, like Brand Nubian too, but fuck Lord Jamal. But go ahead. They, they they are like when it comes to this shit, they are not the authorities on anything. So this Sorry. is a bunch of bullshit, man. It was just Rick Ross just getting he had a microphone and somebody was gonna give him a platform to talk. So he just he's just gonna keep jumping at you. Like whatever to him, man. whatever for him. I go ahead, Stan. Yeah, no, I, um I definitely feel like you know it's one <clears> of those things. It's uh clearly, I mean, the the lead character is I mean, it's it's loosely based off your story, yes, but it's, it's super loose, they're not even using your name so i mean that kind of lets you know out the gate like what it's going to be in terms of like you know the deal that was offered there was a situation where apparently um you know they were going to pay like the writers and other people who worked on the show a couple mil um where he was going to walk away with six hundred thousand. yeah and, um and he took issue with that and i get that you know what i mean because you know you, you're looking at it like but it's my story yeah. right However, you know what I mean? You got like if this particular writer is one of the best at the, in the game, I don't know who it was because he didn't say who it was. But if he's a type, a top writer in the industry and he ultimately is going to have to take what you do and make it work for television. Um, and it's not necessarily, you know, like, is it going to be a movie or is it going to be a show that goes over 10 seasons? I mean, yeah, he might he might need a, a, a slightly bigger bag than yours. And let's let's just keep it a buck. You are able to come out of prison and ultimately sell the story of how of what you did in the community uh, and how many people you affected, you know what I mean, and lives were lost, and still be able to capitalize off of that after making millions doing what you did. So I mean, yeah, you he paid he paid his debt to society, and that's cool. But the fact that yo, you were still able to come out and monetize that, that story and all the pain. I mean, you know, keep it a buck. Like some of the victims and other people who, who like, you know, lives were crushed because of that. I mean, they ain't getting nothing. Their stories is part of your story, right? So, I mean, we can we can go with we can go at that a bunch of different ways to keep it a million. So, the fact that you were going to get over half a million dollars for a story where you were pretty much, you know, just talking about like what you did to hurt hurt your community during that time. I mean, dog, like, you know, it's like. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. You want to pat on the back for that shit or something? Yeah, bro. Yeah. What you, what you think, Cash? Cash about the bus? What you think, man? I see his point. I'm sorry, I do. It's his story. Like you, I can, I could. If it's your story, I think you should have a bigger insight on. Even though it's loosely um, done based off of his life, I still think you should have a bigger 
um, pot on telling that story, getting that story out. Um, I can understand your side of it. I can understand y'all saying that, well, you know, you know what he did and then how that affected all these people and that he sounds a little bit bitter, but why, why not be bitter? You, you know what I mean? I, this is my opinion. Y'all know me. It's my opinion. I think they could have gave him a little bit more than what they were offering. And worst thing you do, and this is, they do this trick all the time, even in corporate America, even in your, your standard jobs, they tell you don't discuss don't discuss um, salaries with other employees. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because somebody guarantee you is getting fucked over. You know what I mean? And they don't want the person, especially the one that's putting in most of the work, to to find out. Oh, I'm putting in two times as much work as you know Bobby over there, but Bobby making twice as much as I'm making. They don't really want people to to know that. So from his perspective on that, I get it. You know what I mean? They could have gave him more. Um, is it enough for him to walk away? Um, at the end of the day, it really don't matter because they was gonna shoot the show anyway. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Let, let me let me so, interject real quick, Cash. So mm-hmm. something to keep something to keep in mind though, when mm-hmm. when he was in talks with them, and again, I definitely agree with the whole like you know, um, uh, with them uh, like just trying to run with his story without him. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that part. Um, but like consider this: originally, when he they were pitching it, they were pitching it for a movie. Right, so right. he was about to get six hundred thousand for his story, right? For a movie. Now, mm-hmm. understand, we know already based on what that story, like what type of movie that would have been. Number one, that ain't going to be a billion dollar movie. It's not even going to be a movie that does like it's probably two hundred mil. Like that movie in the black community, it would have sold. Yeah, but yeah. even even still, like but it ain't talking Marvel, nah. You not even Marvel. Like I don't even like it wasn't even gonna do depending on who did it, it wasn't even gonna do straight out of Compton numbers. You know what I mean? Because no, straight no, out of Compton no. broke records, right? right? So you're you're telling a story that largely most people aren't as familiar with. So it might have been popular, but realistically, let's say that the budget for the film is like low end 50 mil to like 200 million dollars. And like, and depending on what actors you got, they like maybe they're pulling in a million and this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, if you get more than half a million and you're one of like what 75 to 100 people working on that, like understand that that's still a lot of money. Of money oh, I get it. In the film in the film industry, right? Considering you're not starring, that's in the true. Film, you know that's what I mean? True. And and, I, and I'm I'm For okay second, with that. Yeah. But we're we're talking freeway Rick Ross who seen way more money than that <laughs> so and, and i think him. that's part of it like that right. ain't no money to him but right. i mean but it's some money to him nowadays so the hustler side, <laughs> you know the, hustler, the hustler side never died you feel right me? and when you know somebody is getting paid twice as much as you getting paid or, or close to three times as oh, much yeah. as you getting paid to tell your story you're gonna feel some kind of way i i do feel like the whack shit was him talking about the british actors yeah Oh, I'm, man. I, bro, I'm so tired. I'm that so tired. Was wild, that was super corny. Yo, it's, yeah. I'm so tired of people in that joint. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Y'all can't find black people. Why can't they find somebody from California to play that role? Like, what does this? that have to do with anything? Uh, like, why are they trying to cause this separation between people that look exactly alike just because you're from a different place? Like, this is... Yeah, Yo, they, they I even try to debate on what type of racism they face. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I see that. I was it's, like, it's, yeah, it's overseas racism. Like, what do you? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, right. We know it's different yeah. because they're at a different place. But, but what? But how do you know what it is? Because you never lived through it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you haven't experienced it yourself, why do you? What makes you think you have a right to speak on it? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I felt some kind of way about that because acting is an art form. And if people take it seriously enough and they're good at what they do, then why are you upset about the fact that they're from England? You know what I mean? And they're doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they take it, if they take it more serious than we do, because let's keep it real. This country don't take every you we are entitled we think because we're here and it's an american story therefore we got to find an american actor to play that role mm -hmm. if, a, if a dude can can do the accents and 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 land the lines better and he just so happened to be from from london mm -hmm. it is what it is like yeah. that part was whack to me man yeah we said we well um i think i was mentioning it on the last show this is the exact same point dude like yeah. at the end of the day and like and yeah and they were trying to make it seem like there's this whole movement of like of, of folks trying to to make like make that happen and and you know i like while i see what they're saying there's plenty of films there's plenty of films still where like the leads are american Right. I just feel like I think for these bigger role, uh, these bigger films that they're taught that they're referring to, I, I see what they're trying to say. But I think it has probably less to do with some agenda and more to do with a hey, some of these actors that's getting those roles. These are world roles. like these ain't, these ain't it'd be different if like the Bama's take the role and they trash. But when you see man, like, bro, I did not know homeboy who played Malcolm X. In the, uh, the and, um, and one night in Miami, one night in Miami, I had no idea he was British, bro. Yeah, and I seen him in something else where he played Obama, and that's Did the part that kills British, me. Bro. Like, part of us wants to give him credit. Oh, that was a great role, but then you turn your nose up when you find out that they're from the UK. Oh, yeah, uh, are right. they a good actor, good actress, or not? Right, Did they deliver it or not? Right, okay. and, there's, and there's plenty of examples of American artists doing the same thing in British films, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Uh, for the Sherlock Holmes joint, Brad Pitt in uh, what's the joint? Um, Snatch. And don't um, get me started on anything involving Africa. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, on, bro? Don't get me started on that. Come on now, what's Shoot. what's my man? Uh, Forrest Whitaker. You know what I mean? Where he oh, played uh, played in the one joint. Um, Black oh, that the in the and that as well. Oh, I was talking God. about Last King of Scotland. Yeah, Last King of Scotland. Definitely ever. a great example of that. Mm -hmm. And he won an award for that joint. Isn't that shit crazy? Nobody right. had a problem with that, though. No one had a problem. Oh, with I that. did. I did. <laughs> oh, this he had a problem with a different level, though. <laughs> but cash, man, it's on you, man. Look, All right, we, man. We, we, we gonna keep today's we gonna keep today's short and to the point, so we can get up out of here. All right. So first off, I want to give a shout out to um, the family of marvelous Marvin Hagler, who passed away yesterday. Um, the the story behind why he passed away we're not going to touch into that okay it's a little bit controversial and if you really want to know what i'm talking about look it up all right but marvelous marvin Hagler was once the fighter of the decade in the 80s he uh was the fourth greatest middleweight of all time he uh was knocked down only once in his career and we're talking about a guy who for 67 fights only knocked down one time you know what i mean 
So that's that's grace and greatness in itself. But imagine right. if you were that guy that can say, "Yeah, I knocked him down. I was the only one to knock him down. The, the only, you know I mean? <laughs> the only one to knock him down." You know what I mean? His final record was sixty-two, three and two, um, with fifty-two knockouts. Uh, most notable loss was a, a decision against uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. And um PG boy, a yeah, PG. yeah, Sugar Ray. It was controversial. Um, still talked about to this day. Um, did Sugar Ray actually win that fight? Because what he his technique was, he was flurrying at the end of the uh, the, the the rounds to give the appearance that he was dominating the round. You know what I mean? Which is a technique that you still see used in today's boxing. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, not to move away from marvelous Marvin Hagler, is these guys came up in the golden age of boxing. You know what I mean? Um, when you talk about boxing and the trilogy between, you know, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, um, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hitman Hearns, um, Roberto Duran, all these names that come up in the mix of it was when bo- boxing was at its peak. And those were middleweights at the time, you know, and that's before we even start talking about the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Um so when heavyweight division kind of died off after the Muhammad Ali um, era, then the middleweight division stepped up and took over the reins of boxing. And you had the names that I just listed. You know what I mean? On top of a, a number of other names, you know, I can I can talk about the Julio Cesar Chavez's. I can talk about the the lighter fighters like um, uh, Macho Camacho um, and things like that. But marvelous Marvin Hagler was one of the most respected, most um, polished boxers of a whole decade you know what i mean so rest in peace to marvelous 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 i can't every time i try to do the whole nickname thing rest in peace to marvin Hagler. um died at 66 he'll be a great um miss man um moving on from that we're going to talk about the nba and how it's gotten off to its second half the all-star game is over um it started off the next part of the season with uh, Sherm's Wizards. Did you did you enjoy <laughs> did you enjoy the game, sir? Uh, the Wizards first opened up the game against I think Orlando. No, no, was it Orlando? Or was it Milwaukee? No, that was Memphis. With John, you talking about John Moran, right? Yeah, yeah, Memphis. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so the Wizards are amazing. <laughs> They're fucking amazing. They suck worse than I have ever seen any team suck. They are so. Uh, of course, I'm 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 hard I'm hard on the Wizards, mm-hmm. and I I have a, because I I love I've been, I've loved the Wizards since Bernard King and the Bullets. Like I've loved I love my home teams, and the past few years, especially since what's the coach's name? Uh, Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks, especially since Scott Brooks has been here, we have been fucking. Trash, trash, trash. I, predicted, I predicted that. Did you, John group. Morant? John Morant was doing man, he was out there doing Harlem, whatever Rose he wants, whatever he wants, bro, whatever he wants. And we have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, two of the most efficient scores in basketball right now. And we had and we had a lead, we were down by 15 or maybe. 19 at one point, came back, took the lead, and then lost the lead on turnovers. Poor shot. Oh, my God, man. I'm telling you. Listen, I don't know why people expect a guy who had Kevin Durant um, 
James Harden and uh, Russell uh, Russell Westbrook all on the same team. I don't know why people expect somebody who had all that much talent and still couldn't get it done to come to Washington and think he was going to get it done here. Like, I, I've been arguing that for a long time. But, oh like Scott Brooks is not – anytime you have him on the sideline, you're not trying to win games. No, his, he's not. His, no, his not rotation actually. is always off. He has no idea what he's doing with his staff. He has no idea when to call a timeout, when to – Do you, notice, do you yeah. notice that when, when something happens, like when, when, when you can see something going on in the game, like there may be – uh, a lapse in some uh, in in some side on the defense, or there may be a, uh, a a player that's scoring more than 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 they need to be scoring. Like you can see what needs to be done, but Scott Brooks will do the exact opposite of what of any knowledgeable basketball fan would choose to do. Like he, oh my god, of course, and he's the reason why him being here. Now you do know that he was brought here with the uh, hopes that. That KD was going to come. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But KD, KD is smarter than that. You know, if he's going to get it done in, in Oklahoma, why must he want to get it done here? Uh, it's, it's just common sense to me. So uh, don't expect much from him, bro. I don't know why. I mean, you better than me because I don't fuck with him at all. I want you um, to Westbrook to go away, dog. Yeah, Scott Brooks is not going to be. And then, honestly, they need to go ahead and free my man Bradley Bill. They wasting his time, yeah. They wasting his time and it's killing Bradley Bill, man. Yeah, they wasting his time. Averaging thirty points a game, it leads the league. Nobody else to show up. When you lead the league in scoring and your team is in the bottom third of the Eastern Conference, you got to go. You got to go. But listen, bigger news in the NBA. Me too, though. That's what I was about to hit to. Mm. Joel Embiid is now out for a couple of weeks, man. With um a knee issue. Um, why that's significant is because he was playing MVP basketball and the number one team in the East. So this kind of opens the door, you know, for the, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets to come in and maybe take over the number one position. And anybody else, you know, include my Miami Heat, who are on the road right now. I told y'all, man, I told y'all, Miami is not they may have Jimmy, but he, if Jimmy was playing most of the season, Jimmy could be MVP, man. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, we, we, we hot right now. So we're, we're now up to number four in the Eastern conference. And, um, That's not I think we're on, nah, dog, come on now. We only two games out. For, we, we two or three games out from number three and which is Milwaukee. And we already own them. You know what I mean? Since the playoffs of last year, you know? So if, Philadelphia slides and keeps sliding. Miami moves up, and it's gonna get real. Oh, interesting. Philly, ain't, Philly ain't doing nothing now, man. It's gonna get real interesting. That's and speaking dumb. of Miami, last, lastly, but speaking of Miami, um, Miles Leonard is suspended by the NBA um, for I want to say two weeks. I think he's gonna miss seven games. Not that he was playing anyway. He had a shoulder injury, which he's um, done for the season with. Um, but he's suspended for two weeks, and he's uh, charged fifty thousand dollars for saying a uh, anti-Semitic word trash, while trash. while playing a video game. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> like you remember, he's the same dude that when he. Kneeling, he was standing his seven foot dumb ass up 
Like he's the worst, man. Yeah. Like I, I want him gone. I, hope I really he, want I him hope, gone. I hope he's done. I hope yeah. he's done, man. I want him gone. But yeah, he's he's been suspended. Um Miami's owned by Mickey Harrison, who happens to be Jewish. <laughs> um, <laughs> you talk about the dumbest shit ever. Um, <laughs> um, the commissioner of the league, Adam Silver, <laughs> happens to be Jewish. So <laughs> you dumbass. But yeah, he suspended. And more to come on that because the NBA suspending him but Miami still could take even even further steps um and extend that even longer so get rid of the clown man you might as well you know what I mean might as well all over video game all right and oh, now, boy, no. speaking of saying the dumbest shit out no. <laughs> Matt Rowan we're gonna finish with this and then I'm gonna pass it substantial Matt Rowan 44 year old Oklahoma high school announcer during a game between Norman High School and Midwest City High School, his mic was not off. So he's watching them kneel, and he says, are they kneeling? And then at some point calls them effing inwards. He said it, and um, that went viral, as you can imagine, calling them effing niggas. Bro, you know he them off easy, though. He said a lot. Him and his man said a lot of yeah. shit. Yeah, oh yeah. He said, "Oh, they get that." They was dropping verses in the booth. Yeah, bro. like he was, he was tight. You know what I mean? Because they were kneeling, and I thought <laughs> you would think that we're beyond that, but obviously we're not. So he got caught um, saying it. But the worst part, is, you know, if it can, if it can't get any worse, the worst part is his excuse for why he did it. Was because he is, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Yeah. After I heard this, I said, "Dog, I heard it all. I'm done." I thought I would never hear this excuse ever used again. My man said his reason for doing it is because, well, he blamed that the fact that he's type one diabetic and his blood sugar was low. My sugar, <laughs> My so sugar. His sugar is low. So. It, Oh my God. In order to keep his racism in check, my man needs a Snickers. You know what I mean? And that's the part that I'm like, I've I've heard it all, man. <laughs> you're hungry. <laughs> but, but as opposed to you're not yourself when you're hungry, you're right. yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> he said my blood sugar was low. And <laughs> that's the reason why he was dropping in bombs left and Man, that, that goes. <laughs> that goes on the list of the dumbest, the oh. dumbest shit I've heard in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's par for the course, man. It really is. You know what I mean? So that's what's going on in sports. Um, real quick note, something I couldn't talk about right now because it was going on as we were speaking is the March Madness um, uh, Selection Sunday was happening as we spoke. Um, well, as the show was starting, so I didn't have time to talk about those um, brackets for those that still are going to do a bracket this year. Um, we can get into that um, next week um, when college basketball uh, March Madness really gets kicked off. So that's it for me. I hope y'all have a good one. Substantial is on you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Hey, so 
shout out to everyone uh watching um we appreciate y'all shout out the ice killer in the comments and stuff um and everyone else uh so yeah man this week in uh movies and tv um both recommendations that i have both things that i checked out are both um documentaries uh one's a docu-series and the other one is a documentary yeah so um the first one is hip-hop uncovered Uh, Uncovered is excellent like um the reason i mean i love it for a lot of different reasons but um one of the things that made it uh so dope to see um a lot of times in my travels, man, I sometimes will um, talk to people about how, you know, hip hop and people sometimes like look at my music or other people who I work with who are like positive artists. And they say things like, you know, like, yeah, I don't understand why we got to have this like people talking about this or doing that and like trying to be tough guys and stuff in music. And I and I always got to say and I just said this. In a presentation I did with Amazon, I said, I was like, yo, you cannot separate hip hop from the streets. You cannot separate Never will. from um, from gang culture. That is not something you can do, because if it wasn't for gang culture in the streets, you would not have hip hop. Right. So um, and this docuseries is an excellent example of exactly what I've said time and time again, without even giving you the whole history of hip hop. It just gives you the the history of I love the fact that they call them kingmakers because that's exactly what they are. Um, some of the biggest, um, you know, acts that we've seen in hip hop have like come through like, you know, and been mentored by a lot of the different people they talk to, like Deb, Haitian Jack, um, Trick Trick, Bimmy. Um, and Big U on the West Coast. Um, these people um, have mentored some of your favorite artists, whether we're talking about like really, really street artists, or even if we're talking about like people who just like, you know, look street, but just kind of made, you know, uh, friendly hip hop, hip hop that could virtually be played anywhere, right? Um, and your socially conscious artists too. So like, it just goes to show you that man, like, um hip hop story and and these different things that people have ex- experienced um you know when given opportunity when given room to grow right like what they can do for their lives and more importantly what they can do for their communities too um you know it was really really powerful to see i think the one exception would be uh haitian jack a little bit because haitian jack i feel like uh, he's still <laughs> he might still be out here <laughs> he's still he be, you know what I'm saying? like definitely right but um but yeah man but it's it's definitely an excellent watch for those of you um who are not just lovers of hip-hop music but more importantly uh, the history is important to you. Like, you know, I own a ridiculous amount of like films or have seen a bunch of films that just kind of document like our story and books as well. And um, I highly recommend that if you're, you're a history buff when it comes to hip hop or history buff in general, I highly recommend that you check out um, uh, Hip Hop Uncovered. It's on FX. It's also on Hulu um, as well. So, yeah, fellas, what did y'all think? Oh, uh, man, it's going to be a lot of people upset. After they see these these series, man, there's gonna be a lot of people that believe the hype and didn't know the background behind it. Um, we've had plenty of conversations before, so we've spoken about what it is we know and what what it is that people 
want to believe versus what it is that's reality. Um, so it's it's going to hurt a lot of feelings, man. That's all. It's going to hurt a lot of feelings, but in a good way. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that they they came out with it. And I'm happy that they're talking about the back stories of of what's going on. Um, because full exposure, I think, is going to force people to not emulate some of the things that we hear in the music, um, and hopefully realize that the the person that's saying it is not necessarily the the person. See, I'm, I'm trying not to get. I'm really, I'm really trying I mean, not to. You just drag Lord Jamal. I mean, you might as well keep going. Fuck that dude. But right. anyway, um, so uh, I'm loving it, and I hope they do more of it, man. That's that's what yeah. I get on it for sure. Sherm, you dragging me for saying mentored? Mentored? No, no, it's not a drag. No, it's not a drag at all. It's funny because you said mentored. These jokers ain't mentors. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Like, I like the way you dressed it up real nice. Like <laughs> they, were, they were the financial backing to they were extortions. Dog, no, these bammers were the dopiest of dope folk, man. <laughs> they were, man, so you could, yeah, they did. They did mentor. They they had some mentoring qualities, but what? To me, in my opinion, my humble mm-hmm. opinion, what they were is because is so if you didn't want to go through the if you didn't want to go get destroyed by a white label and you didn't want to deal with all of that, but you still, you know, of course, you need the capital to get you in the game. Mm-hmm. Who would have the capital that looks like us back in those days, not working a regular nine to five? So mm-hmm. That's where they got their capital from. Like when they showed the pictures of these dudes and who these pictures were, like you look at a lot of these albums and you think that a lot of these dudes is dudes that's just like, oh yeah, we like Eric B and Rakim. We just hang around and we his posse. Yeah, nah. Oh yeah, we were LL Cool J. We LL Cool J posse. Yeah, nah, these was all like when they started pointing out the people in the Eric B and Rakim picture, dog, they was nothing but heavy hitters. So yeah, they did mentor. Like, like I said, it's not a drag. It was just funny that you right. chose that word to use yeah. for those particular individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I think I think I think part, yeah, absolutely. They they backed certain people. They also kept certain people safe when they came to um, when you traveled to certain places. You know what I mean? Like that's definitely a major part. But then part of it too, um, you know, is also kind of like for for some heads who come in this game and want to still like be the the street dudes and trying to live a certain life. Um, and they deal with these folks who come from that, and they just like, yeah, nah, you don't need to be doing all that. You need to be focused on this music and like. You know, I think for people like that, a lot of folks who come into this business and when you think about how many like the top way that most rappers uh, uh, lose their life in this particular biz is it's murder. Right. Like um, most rappers, when they die, especially if they die prematurely, they they're murdered. And it's largely because a lot of times people trying to have one one foot in one foot out. You know, what I mean, like trying to be in this music game, but then also still trying to be out in the streets. And so. You know, I mean, when he talks about um, what's he when he talk about Pop Smoke and how Pop Smoke was out there, but didn't necessarily like reach out to certain folks. Right. Like the type of folks that like if things are going down, might be you able better to get clearance. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, when Trick Trick was <laughs> young, I remember that that Rick Ross situation because I remember mm-hmm. that popping up where the Bama basically was like Detroit's a no-fly zone. Like, yeah. and it's wild, man. Like when I did my show in 2019 out there, now keep in mind this is a this is a con, but one of the things that Detroit made that made Detroit very different than a lot of other places I've been. Um, was yo they made it real clear like that there is no hip-hop show going on at this convention or anywhere in town if it if at least not one um detroit artist is on the bill as well and like and keep in mind there was a lot of acts on that bill and sure enough they made sure um you know it's funny i talked to him today shout out to mark cooper they made sure he was on the bill and stuff like that um so they you know trying to look out look after their own because people come through these areas all the time i'm guilty of it um and do shows and i respect that though yeah and not necessarily pay homage to the folks who putting in that legwork on the ground out there i I really respect that got to got to but uh but definitely highly recommend uh everyone checking this out they have really not so much about just who they worked with it's their stories like deb yo oh my god like all of them but deb dog talk about my heart hurting for somebody yo deb deserves all the flowers i gotta make sure i hit mecca up too because mecca you know mecca know all of these vibes like he literally know all of them um he put up a picture for deb because her birthday was the other day but I'm gonna hit him personally just to be like, hey man, tell her on my behalf that she deserves yeah. every flower for the rest of her life to survive what she's been through and still be out here looking after folks. Childhood, man. Yo, from her childhood to now, still. And so, yeah, salute to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the type of stuff that needs their own. We need our own show. Yeah, man. Yeah. To talk about that. That's yeah, man. That could be a one-off. Right right but yeah definitely a great show i'm gonna jump into this last joint try to be quick about it um because we we do gotta get ready to go but uh yeah man um my last recommendation uh is something that actually came out um it came out uh two months ago but i just happened to discover it uh like on some flute for real like it just um it just happened to pop up on my my uh my feed on youtube and it's called Inside the Mind of Favela Funk. Yo, listen, this is a free uh, documentary that you can watch on YouTube uh, whenever you want. It's about an hour long. Um, yo, I highly recommend everybody check it out. If you are, um, if you have no idea what it's about, um, Inside the Mind of Favela Funk is a documentary about love and relationships in the world of an extremely popular uh, favela funk music from Rio de Janeiro's uh, deprived neighborhoods. The documentary shows the perspective of the favela youth and aims to find the relationship, uh, the relation between the favela funk lyrics and their personal daily love lives dominated by lawless subculture. Um, Yeah. Inside the uh, the mind of favela funk gives an insight in the current Brazilian underground music and corresponding values. But it also shows a search for faith, hope and love. Yo, when I tell you man like i bro i can't recommend this joint enough and um it's yo it's like working in education for as long as i did it it reminds me a lot of the young people who i worked with and like the the relationship uh, struggles that they would have and some of the inappropriate things that i felt like you know the youngest was, was involved in of course i wasn't trying to judge them because i was doing half if not more <laughs> you know what i'm saying when i was their age and i'm talking about from the middle school yeah, i guess all the way up to high school so 
Uh, but this, the, it's a it's a hard watch because of um, like the ages of some of the folks, and you know, like that they they really just they try to find their way and their environments, their environment, and they just you know doing what they can to survive. But uh, the music, man, the music is like super, super um, uh, raunchy, like super raunchy, right? Like, yo, like I, I told Sherm before we went live, I was like, bro, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, what's the joint called? The way do you see my, just imagine that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, that level of content or that level of raunchiness in like all of the music. And that's really what that music is. But the beat, because of the Brazilian rhythms, and like how they're chopping these samples and and um like just think of like brazilian rhythms meets like like these grimy loops right with like almost like a house feel with the repetitive whatever but like yeah and then their energy it's like when you don't know the words you're just like i can't front this kind of go and then you read the subtitles you're like oh oh <laughs> this around none of the babies even though no one knows what they're saying once you read the screen, you're forever tainted, bro. Like, yeah, and then you can't repeat none. Even if you uh, recognize the words, you can't repeat the words because it's like, oh, do you know what you just said? Bruh, yeah. Like, yo, when, when we uh, finish up, I'm going to show y'all a clip from the joint uh, off air. But yeah, man, it's it's an excellent film. I highly recommend um, everybody check it out just to kind of see what's happening in other parts of the world and see how it correlates to what like our young people here going through. And also, man, like, you know, it's it's the whole idea. Like, people, we complain all the time how bad we got it sometimes. People are always like, man, you don't understand. You know, life's so hard, blah, blah, blah. And just to see what other people, what conditions other people are living in and, and, and to see their resilience in the midst of it. Like, one girl, when she talks about loss and, like, death and how unfazed she is by seeing someone killed. Like, she's like, I mean... That's just kind of how it is around here, yo. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's Tuesday, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, the way the it's and it's crazy. She's 17, but she just speak about it like it's, I don't want to say like it's nothing. Like, you can tell like it bothers her, but it's just like, yo, what are you going to do? It's kind of what it is here. So, you know, I'm, I don't live anywhere else. I live here. So, dog, like it's heavy. It's super heavy, but I definitely recommend folks check it out. You know what I mean? Again, that's uh, inside the mind of Favela Funk. And on that note, you know what I mean? Get ready. Wrap it up, B. How do I? Oh, shit. Is we, is we doing this? Let me hold up. Me, 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 me. Come on, Cash. Me, 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 me. We have... Come on, Cash. I'm setting it up for you. Red X on this shit. Come on, Are you done? Okay. All right, man. I'm going to be spontaneous with mine. I'm going to wait for y'all to say some shit. I'm going to bust out. Ooh, yeah. Shiggity, J Cash, so stay. Yes, son. This is sad. But in the comments, man, we hope y'all enjoyed the show. Shout out to uh, Stephanie Gale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yo, we know the intro say that we, we were uh, going to do the live once a month, but we've been talking. And we're just like, hey, man, look, we here. You know what I'm saying? It's like we ain't got to drive to meet up, you know, like and we're doing this joint every every Sunday already recording. 
we just figured why not bring it to y'all live you know what i'm saying uh oh and was it what steph say steph says and i have good red wine in my system you know what i'm saying <laughs> make sure you tune in next week um steph i challenge you to a singing duel show. oh oh look you know what i'm saying but steph, we can make stuff death on this joint you know what I'm saying? not for that not not we're not not for, <laughs> not, that. Not for a off. why not not for that, not for that. <laughs> be, be uh be good entertainment you know what i'm saying <laughs> as you tried you tried brother you came you saw he hating on hey cash we used to get it man look cash you better let him know i ain't some busty harmonies you know what i'm saying little our little the tenor baritone action you know what i'm saying we was honest core, sure. Hell yeah. Hey, Nash, hater. Look, Steph said challenge. Accept it. I will roast you. Oh, there you go. Put it, put it up on the screen so it is documented forever. That I got a I got a whole I got a G on Steph. Right. You sure? This is what we doing. Damn. Let <laughs> <laughs> so me go ahead and put up my child's life savings. Uh, <laughs> see what I can make happen with this. <laughs> he said easy money. Damn, easy I feel money. low. Damn. <laughs> yeah. But yo, let <laughs> <laughs> but yo, we're out of here, folks. Man, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Hope y'all had a, uh, a great time with us. Always have a great time with y'all. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the channel. Um, just a heads up. Uh, last I checked, and I'm pretty sure y'all saw the same, fellas. We are only eight subscribers away from hitting 100 subscribers. So let's make that happen. Yes, um, if you haven't checked out our Patreon yet, please go ahead and sign up for that. Um, we are uh, trying to add one um, additional piece of merchandise in there that you can get once you have been a, a patron for at least three months. But as you stay on three months, six months, uh, nine months and 12, you eventually get more, on more and more and more merchandise. And we're looking for feedback from y'all. Things that y'all want to see us talk about more reaction videos and all of that good stuff. Shout out to all of y'all who checked out the biggie video. Uh, that we did that is one of our top streaming videos so far so shout out to y'all for making that happen yes but sir. on that note we gotta get out of here fellas yes you know sir what yo what happened to peace 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 peace, peace. peace.